probably once a year, sometimes twice a year, we have the men and women of our church. We have some testimonies, and today is that day. And so I really appreciate, and all six testimonies, we have two in each service. All six is going to be on Facebook and YouTube, so you can go back and listen to the other testimonies. I think that'll be an encouragement to you. Good morning. A day to be thankful. Corinthians 1.12 says, Give thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet us to prepare for the intention of the saints in light. Coming out of the last week, when we are reminded how good God and only God is and has been, I also remember to be thankful. At all times, it was brought up, I was brought up in a Christian home where my parents honored God and taught my brother Mike and I also to accept the Lord Jesus as our Savior and King of our life. I accept Jesus as my Savior around 10 years old at Spring Bluff Church Camp. I was baptized soon after at the Baptist Church located in Union. I was mentored and spirit and mentored and discipled by pastors, Sunday school teachers, and of course, my parents and grandparents. In the teenage years, my dad <laughs> my grandfather, my brother, Mike and I spent a lot of time and weekends fishing on the Burbus River. We camped from Friday night till Sunday but we had to break camp on Sunday morning to get back home to prepare for Sunday morning, Sunday school and church, and including Sunday nights. When church was going on and revivals. They usually lasted at least a week, sometimes two. I am so thankful. I was born to parents who loved and served God. 
As you can probably tell, this is difficult. As, as my life progressed, as a, at the age of 18, I met my future wife, Karen, and her family, who also loved and served the Lord. We dated for a year and a half and became engaged and married in 1968. Two years later, our first son was born, Brian. Then in August of 1964, or 1974, I'm sorry, our first daughter was born, Krista. Born in December of 1975 was our second son, Matthew. And then in October of 1984, our surprise, Sarah came. God has been wonderful and blessed us such a great family. And now we are blessed with thir <coughs> 13 grandchildren who are still trying to, or we are still trying to catch up and catch our breath. They are all make Karen and I's life interesting, to say the least. Definitely causing us to draw closer and closer to the Lord. Jesus has answered many prayers of our family and kept us safe, but not without some close calls. But the Lord has always brought us through. We are greatly blessed in providing daily blessings and mercy, definitely his mercy. He has taught us to be good stewards of what he has lent us to use for our time to be here on earth. My mornings usually start about quarter to six or earlier, and I, I love to sit on our, our deck and watch the sunrise. The turkeys come out, the deer come out, the cattle are grazing. It's my quiet time. I'm so thankful for my life, my wife, who has been my constant support spiritually and physically, always part of my daily encouragement and never to, <clears throat> never to be more to be stronger in the Lord. I remember my childhood days learning a song that takes, talks about 
the tree being planted by the water. Jeremiah 17, 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the water that spreads out roots by the river and shall not be when heat cometh but to, to but her leaves shall be green and shall not be withered in in the <clears throat> that you in the view of drought they shall always bear fruit as of september the 1st of this year i retired from the workforce which began in 1966 the vietnam war was going strong and we graduated from high school in 1966 and the draft came I took three physicals and couldn't pass any of them because of high blood pressure. I was diagnosed with high blood pressure at 16 years old. So I thought I have to do something for my country. So I went to McDonnell Douglas, now Boeing, and got a job building airplanes. That job expanded into specialty work and actually even a request from Boeing or McDonald then to go to Vietnam to work in the field right next to the military men. I'd only been married about six months and I felt I just could not leave my wife at that point. I got laid off in late 1969 from Boeing, McDonald, and I took a position after going back to college for a while and getting some managerial skills with a company called Permanent Corporation and Union, which I held a position of chef, shift foreman until the company went bankrupt in 1975. We had already started, started a furniture restoration and small business doing furniture, antiques, restoring kitchens. Then our business grew into greater. The grace of God became a full-blown construction company business. Our two sons, Brian and Matthew, also become an intricate part of that business. For 37 years, we worked every day together, including at home in the country, Sunday at church. We were, we were all working. We built houses, remodeled old houses, constructed churches, restaurants, agricultural buildings, and did a lot of fire jobs. 
Through it all, we were blessed by God with us and, a good, and gave us a good living. The last 12 and a half years, I've been to, with county government as the county assessor for Franklin County, which was a challenge job, which when I signed on, I had no idea what I was getting in for. So I wrote it out for 12 and a half years, and at 73, I said it was time to quit. Well, I didn't really quit. I came home for about two weeks, and we had already started another business. Now we have a live edge antique, I mean, live edge furniture rest of business that we build tables and all kinds of different things out of uh, Missouri Red Cedar. But God has continued to be a leading force in myself and my family. So God, be the glory for the things he has done. I remember a song written by Stephen Green. The title, Find Us Faithful. The words of the first verse are, we're pilgrims on this narrow road, and though we're gone before, has gone before us, lined the way, cheering on the faithful, encourage the weary. Their lives are staring testimonies of God's grace. The course says, oh my, all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire, the fire of our devotion light the way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe and, and the lives we are inspiring them to obey. Oh my, all who come behind us, find us faithful. Thank you. As Pastor Roger said, I'm John. This is Katie, my wife, McCurdy. Um, Fifteen minutes is by no means enough time for me. Over the past, just this year in 2021, um, we have experienced more blessings, witnessed more miracles, and God spoke to us in so many ways that it'd be impossible to go over all of it in the short amount of time I have. So what I'm going to try and do is pick out a few things and kind of skim across the top. So I won't even be able to get into them very deeply as to what actually happened or what took place. But if you guys have any questions or want to talk more about it, we're here all the time. Just come find us. We'll be happy to talk to you. Um, when I first started this journey, I remember speaking to Pastor Roger, and I was like, you know, God has been so great to us. He has taken us across mountaintops, and not just taken us, but held our hand, and we've run across mountaintops. Katie and I have been blessed to be places, go places, do things, see things, and experience things that most people would never have an opportunity to do. We've been completely blessed. Um, so I told him, you know, what I'm going through now, 
is really no big deal because I know God's going to carry me through the valleys. It didn't take long in my conversations with God that I realized this isn't a valley. This is maybe one of the highest mountaintops we've ever been on. She thought I was crazy when I told her that at first. Um, because if it wasn't for this journey that we are in, and hopefully toward the end of, um, we would not have experienced those blessings, those miracles, and God speaking to us. So um, we'll, start out, we'll start out with this by saying, I guess it was about um, February of last year, I had been experiencing a lot of pain for a long time, 24 hours, constant pain. I'm sorry, this year, yes, February of this year. Constant pain. And my philosophy has always been that if there's a little bit of pain, two or three days, it'll go away, no big deal, just suck it up. This didn't go away. Um, so we went to the doctor, of course, and I didn't think it was anything big, even talking to him, he thought my symptoms wasn't anything big. Of course, he comes in the room and says, hey, you've got cancer. So me, God had already been working in me. I had no fear, no anxiety. I was completely at peace and comfort. I knew everything was okay. And I said, all right, doc, what are we going to do to fix it? And I happened to look over to her. She wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> um, I'd like to say that begins our journey, but it doesn't. But again, God has been involved in so much that even this morning, I happened to look at the top of the bulletin in the right-hand corner, and the Bible verse on there is the one that pretty much I have written down here. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything, give thanks, for this is what God wants from you who are united with Jesus. The important word there is everything. Not just when you're riding high on the saddle and you're doing the great stuff and having a great time. Yes, you want to thank God then. But even when you're in your perceived valleys, even when you're struggling and you're having um, your challenges and your tribulations, give thanks for that. Again, I am so thankful for what we've been through because of the things we've experienced. So I'm going to try and again skim across a couple of these things. Um, I'm one of those people too that in my life I feel like I never experience anything that's bad. When things happen that aren't to my liking, that I'm not happy with, that I don't like, I'm uncomfortable with, I always feel like, you know, maybe not today, tomorrow, next year, next five years, ten years, but eventually God's going to come back and say, okay, remember when you went through that? It's because if you didn't go through that, well, you wouldn't have met this person. You wouldn't have been in this position. You wouldn't have helped this person. So for me, all things work for the glory of the Lord. And one thing he told us, or told me, and I think her too, um, is to be still and meditate. Now, this is the easiest way I could say this. Be still and meditate on the Lord to realize how he has prepared and has been preparing you for the situation you're in. So quickly, um, our journey didn't start when the doctor said you have cancer. It started years before. Um, for, for about 10 years, I was with the company, traveled 12 states. If she wanted to go with me, no big deal. I took her, I took Gabrielle. You know, we'd go all over the country, um, experiencing doing things while I was selling, and did really well with that company. We had a great income. Within the first couple, three years, we became debt-free. We paid our house off, paid our cars off, no debt, which, of course, is really good right now when you don't have a job. Um, we Then God started working on us. At the time, we didn't know why, but what was happening was he was starting to bring us down a level each time that job, what happened, the corporate 
um, the corporate, I guess, decision makers made some decisions that were poor decisions, and we saw the company going down. And it was it was going fast. I jumped out and went to another company, and within six months, everybody that I was working with was let go. Unfortunately, over the next two years, the jobs I had picked up again knocked me down a level, but didn't work, didn't last for whatever reason. The most recent one, I was out of work for the first six months of 2020, mm -hmm. and then picked up this position. Um, in, 20, in 2020, around, around the middle of the year, that was making a fraction of what we made in the past. But it didn't matter, because we were okay. We, we, we were debt-free. Um, but there was a purpose for that. In December, that company was bought out by a large corporation. In January, we finally qualified for their benefits. So we prayed and thought a lot about it. We want the health insurance that they offer. We decided, no, we're going to take Christian health Christian healthcare ministries. Um, another decision that turned out to be in our favor. So when we get into the hospital and we start working with BJC, um, we worked with a really good um, caseworker, whatever they call her, and, and she said, you know, we've got some things that might be able to help you out. So we answered a few questions, filled out a piece of paper. A couple of days later, we were told, hey, guess what? Because you're uninsured, they consider Christian Healthcare Ministries as being uninsured. Because you're uninsured and because you didn't make much money last year, we're going to give you 100% financial aid. So they saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was a blessing from God because he worked it out to be that way. Christian Healthcare Ministries, is, you know, has been picking up the rest because not everything goes through BJC. They sublet a lot of stuff. So anytime I would go through a scan, some doctor would take five minutes to look at it, $2,000. Um, and it didn't go through B BJC. Anytime I went in to, for any kind of operation or something, you know, your, your anesthesia, guess what? That's not BJC. So fortunately, she was really good about handling the, the, all that stuff, turning it in, getting that taken care of. So, um, you can, so we saw immediately, or by looking back, about how God was preparing us for that situation. Another thing is that we learned is God still gives us signs of his love for us and he reminds us that he's in control. And the story I have there is about a simple little bird, a Bob White. And I knew, back in May of last year, um, we decided for our anniversary this we'd year. get a, yes, yes, this year, you're right. It's been a long time ago. Um, thanks, you, you, are like you do have a purpose here. <laughs> so um, so we, we, we went and rented a cabin down at Merrimack State Park, and, and these cabins are unbelievable. Most of them are back in the woods, away from everything. There's no, there's no telephone, there's no internet, there's no television, there's no cell service, there's nothing. So it was really nice. We read the Bible, we prayed a lot. But I don't know how it came up, we started talking about me growing up on the farm and how you used to hear Bob White quail and, and whippoorwills, and some of you remember those. And sometimes you hear them now again, but very rarely. And it had been years since I had heard one. I hear them on the farm every once in a while, but it had been years since I would heard one. So we decided, let's sleep with the windows open to see if we can hear one down here. No luck. Didn't hear anything. All we heard was what, a bobcat? Um, so we get home, and that evening, I'm sitting on the couch, and she's like, you've got to come here. You will not believe this. Come take a look at this. We go out to my back window, and sitting on our fence, um, 15 feet away maybe, is a bobwhite. Beautiful little bird, and he's singing. He's calling, <laughs> and you can hear another one somewhere in the distance calling back. We'd been in, he, he jumped down. He's walking on our sidewalk. He's sitting up on our trash. He was there for about a half an hour. Um, in 26 years of being at that house, never, ever never. heard anything like that anywhere around there, never saw it. To us, that was a God thing. God was there telling us, I got you, I'm in control, and you're going to be fine. A couple more things. 
Um, I don't want to keep you late. I could, but I'm not going to. The miracles you pray for aren't always the miracles you receive. What he told me and us was to get out of our box and be open to what is going on outside of your focus. And what I mean by that is when we first you know, started this journey and the first prayer which all of you, this church, many people helped pray with us and for us, um, which we appreciate, was that the cancer wasn't anywhere except for the one spot. It hadn't gone to any lymph nodes, it hadn't gone anywhere else in my body, whatever it was. That was the first prayer. Lo and behold, there was a miracle. That's exactly how it was. The second prayer was a little bit more drawn out. It was as you're going through the treatments. We were told that if you do these treatments, the, the radiation and then the chemotherapy, um, there's a small percentage of people that it will knock the cancer out. It'll go away. It'll be gone. You'll be cured. That'll be fine. So that was our prayer, that it wouldn't have to do the surgery, that it would actually, that, that, the, that the treatments would actually get rid of it. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Um, even though two-thirds of the way through, the doctor's looking at the scan saying, hey, man, you look like a new person. I don't see anything there. Your cancer marker in the blood test, it's well within normal. Everything looks great. But when we went and took the actual physical, the doctor says, no, there's still something there. And we got to get it out so it doesn't grow. Um, it was shrunk quite a bit, so it made things uh, much easier, I, I imagine. So what happened was we were told, hey, this is a major surgery. And it's going to be five to seven days in the hospital, which <laughs> that's not me. Um, then the doctor comes in and he's like, you know, you're in good health, you're not overweight, maybe three to five days. And he was definitely not sure about the three days. He was thinking closer to five. So I, I'm not going to go through how I talked to the nurses and the doctor and, you know, after you get out of surgery, unplugging all the wires and the tubes and whatever. But within probably 30, 36 hours, I had everything. I had talked to me to getting everything out of me. Um, I was up, you know, that Wednesday morning, I was up dressed and her and I were playing a game on the, on, on the couch over there. Um, we, I, when I came out of surgery, I took no pain medication and haven't had any since, other than maybe a Tylenol or ibuprofen, whatever. So the nurses were all amazed. The doctor had come in and he's like, okay, let's see. You, you haven't been taking pain medication. You're up and around. You're doing this, you're doing that, this, everything. Why don't we get you out of here today? I was like, hey, yeah, why don't we get me out of here? And that's, that was what, Wednesday morning. And she had noticed that it was exactly 48 hours after he had come in and told her, hey, everything went well in the surgery, blah, 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 blah. Exactly 48 hours they had released me. Her knowing how important being in God's house was for me, whether it be at my Bible study on Thursday mornings or whether it be here on Sundays and Wednesdays, her knowing how important that was to me was incredibly, I guess, giving of her that next morning, Thursday morning, she got up with me at 5 o'clock to take me to my men's Bible study on, thir on, on that day, the day after I, I got out of the hospital. I don't get up that early. No. That's why it was very important. She, but she, I mean, incredible. Thank you. Um, of course, nobody there could believe I walked in. That next Sunday, I was here, you know, not even a week out of the surgery. So the last thing I'll talk about is pride. Um, and this was the hardest thing for me to realize, but for years, we had been in a position that we were the ones giving. 
we were the ones supporting ministries. We were the ones supporting individuals. We were doing all this and loved doing it. Then it came to a point in time where we didn't ask for anything but our church family. You supported us financially, prayers. Couldn't tell you all the cards and letters and texts that we got. Just simply amazing. And again, in talking to God, he, he let me know in no certain terms, hey buddy, it's not about you. It's about me and it's about what I'm gonna do for others through you. So we definitely, again, you know, be thankful no matter what the situation you're in. Now there is, again, this is just a short list. We have experienced so much more than this, but I don't wanna take us over. So thank you again for your time. Appreciate it.